Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Growing up, my family was a part of a community-supported agriculture organic farm. This farm, called the Food Farm, would offer shares of vegetables to various places in northern Minnesota where I grew up. So Duluth, Carleton, Esco, Cloquet. Uh, And it was run uh, predominantly by volunteers. There were the core staff of farmers, but most of the work was done by volunteers. My mom started getting involved with this farm when she was pregnant with my little brother Jonah, which means I was around two years old when I was introduced to the farm, and I have no memory of not being a part of the food farm. When Jonah and I were young, we'd play while my parents volunteered and did farm work. We would play on the tree swing, we would chase down the barn cats, I would catch snakes and Jonah would not. We'd try to find our way out to the pond. As we got older, we took on more responsibilities, counting and weighing out vegetables for distribution with Farmer Jane, making sure each share had the right number of garlic bulbs or bundles of herbs, moving crates in and out of the cool, dark root cellar, And if one of us was lucky, we'd go count cauliflower with Farmer John. Farmer John was the owner of the farm, a man who was up there in age when I was little, a man who was wiry and tan, a face kind from knowing the goodness that the earth could give. He had a habit of stopping his wheelbarrow, picking a fresh tomato out of a bucket, and holding it up and saying, Hannah, God is in this tomato, and I would quickly agree, because the sooner I agreed, the sooner I could eat that perfect fresh tomato like an apple. And you better believe that the produce grown at the food farm was some of the best food I have ever eaten. Cucumbers, carrots, cauliflower, or broccoli, sweet peppers, hot peppers, garlic, basil, potatoes, parsnips, Each and every piece of food was created with lots of hard work and cooperation between Farmer John, Jane, Farmer Dave, volunteers, all working with the earth and the seasons. The vegetables didn't just sprout up accidentally or of their own accord. The tomatoes had to be put in the greenhouses. The deer fence had to get taller and taller every year because somehow the deer kept jumping it and eating all the green beans. The farmers understood the seasons and what veggies sprouted in the early summer or what grew best if it was a rainy summer. The food was so good and so important because so much care and teamwork was put into it. Care from the farmers and volunteers, the plants themselves, the soil, the sun, water, and time. Each of these things had a part to play in the creation of each cucumber, head of garlic, and tomato. A community would make each veggie. 
In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he reminds us that the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and that God gives growth. He goes on to say that we are God's co-workers, and you are God's field. Each person is a field of God. I've come to think of these fields a little more as soul fields where things can be planted. We can tend to our own fields, and you can tend to the fields in other people. I think the seeds that God plants start first and foremost with love. Love, forgiveness, and grace. I'm also reminded of the fruits of the Spirit, which is more love, as well as joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which I would say are all good things to tend to yourself and others. The seeds of God's love are to be planted in the field of your soul, and you get to help tend them. Sure, a plant might grow if it's left to its own devices, but it'll grow a heck of a lot better if it gets watered and weeded, and if it's in the right sunlight, plants, gardens, fields, people, they all take a lot of work and practice and cooperation to bear fruit. But people can plant bad things in their soul field as well. Our gospel lesson today is a stern lesson from Jesus about anger, adultery, divorce, and taking oaths. The tone can seem off-putting and aggressive, and maybe not the calm, peaceful, smiling Jesus that we're used to or that we like. Anger is spoken of first, and I would say that it's the most universal of the things Jesus speaks of today. Young or old, married or single, friend or stranger, everyone has had some experience with being angry and seeing the impact of that anger. Jesus says, yeah, you know not to murder. You also shouldn't hold on to your anger. Reconcile quickly with the people in your community. Anger is a dangerous and hurtful seed that can grow in the garden, covering up and overpowering good sprouts. You know, Maybe you've had one of those bad days where it already starts out rough. And maybe you slept poorly, and then you spill your coffee, and then you almost get into an accident on the way to work, and then your coworker made a mistake, and that means extra work for you. And everything compiles, and you get frustrated and begin only seeing the bad things in the day. This might be simplistic, but I think that's how anger takes hold. Maybe your little sibling kicked over or squished your Lego set. Maybe your spouse never parks the car in the right spot in the driveway. Maybe your roommate leaves all their dishes in the sink. These little things grow and the anger takes hold. When anger isn't let go of, transformed by forgiveness, or cut off from the energy it needs to survive, the anger grows, sometimes silently, and it can take over.
Each of the things Jesus speaks about in our gospel lesson today involve making a choice and other people. Allowing the anger to fester and acting on it, divorce, adultery, and making an oath. None of these things could happen without other people and without a choice being made. Humans are relational beings and Christians are a community. We are a community as Prince of Peace and we interact and influence and grow together. And just as we can tend to the good seeds in other people's fields, we can also plant bad seeds of anger and division and jealousy. I'm sure we can all think of times we've caused hurt or been hurt. Due to our sinful human nature, it tends to be really easy to grab a shovel and start ripping up other parts of people's fields. Much like anger, I, again, don't need to tell you what hurt feels like. Sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes the hurt happens accidentally. I know I hurt some of you with my last sermon, and that was never my intent. And sometimes we cause hurt on purpose. I can tell you that when I was catching snakes at the farm, they were to chase my brother around with them because he did not like them, which was hurtful to my brother and to the snake. Jesus says that reconciliation should be done before you offer your gift at the altar. We are to repair and tend our relationships as we are in a community with each other. And I don't know about you, but quite frankly, uh, I like being in community and like being around people and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Our relationships and how we treat each other are important to Jesus. And it's not just what we do. Jesus is calling for an internal and external change. And the external change isn't necessarily plucking out eyeballs and chopping off hands. And what might be the most alarming part of our gospel today well, speaking of adultery, Jesus says that if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. And the same goes for your hand. If it causes you to sin, get rid of it. It's a shocking statement and can be very upsetting when you think about how our human condition is inherently sinful. Dallas Willard, philosopher and Christian writer, sees the verses about removing your eye or hand if it causes you to sin as hyperbolic. He speaks of how if someone followed the directions to chop off all the body parts that made a person sin, they wouldn't have much left when they showed up in heaven. And even then, they could still have a wicked heart. Eliminating body parts does not change that. Jesus calls us to not only do good deeds in our communities, but to transform our hearts, to cultivate our fields with good gifts from God, and to welcome the growth that God gives. We are called to center our lives around God, to live in and reach out from God's love, rebuilding fields, fostering growth, and caring for each other. We can cultivate skills like peace, patience, kindness, and self-control. And it takes a lot of work, just like running the food farm 
It takes many hands, a lot of time, and the knowledge that sometimes things will fail. But like my farmers taught me, when plants bear fruit, it feeds a community. Tending fields benefit the entire community, whether it's the actual fields growing produce or the fields we have within our souls. You are called to work with God and continually foster the good and work to weed out the bad. Some people water, some weed, some tend, and God gives good seeds and good growth. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.